Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Monday Check-In. I am Damon Heitman, uh, one of the pastors at First Presbyterian Church in Hastings, Nebraska, joined by... Greg Allen Pickett, the other pastor at First Presbyterian Church in Hastings, Nebraska. We are super excited to be here with you for the Monday Check-In. Damon is uh, on his front porch. I'm sitting in my home office, and we'll see if Damon gets distracted by a squirrel this week, as he did last week. Yeah, none yet. I've seen a couple of robins, but no squirrels. All right, for those, uh, Yeah, for those who don't know, and I can't imagine that there's anyone left in the world who doesn't know, but the Monday check-in is uh, we do this thing every Monday. We share a few, a little bit of announcements about what's going on in the life of First Prez. And then we transition to a little bit of a mini Bible study, and we take a look at some of the scripture that we're going to use for the upcoming Sunday. Uh, Today is Monday, the 15th of June, and Greg, what should we know? There's actually, uh, you said a a few announcements. and and I did, I did. I said a few announcements. Yeah, well, brace yourself. Here we go. Uh, so first is is our summer sermon series. Uh, we're uh, two weeks into a summer sermon series on children's books, and so we'll be talking with you about uh, the children's book that uh, will help inform the sermon this week, and that'll run for six weeks. And then uh, we'll take a one-week break from a summer sermon series as our youth lead worship after their go-and-serve week. We'll talk more about that as well. And then for the second half of the summer, we're back to the summer sermon song series, where we invite the congregation to submit secular songs to us that they think would make a great sermon, and we preach on those. And so uh, if you have a secular song that you think would make a great sermon, send it our way. We will throw it in the hopper and see what we can come up with. Um, And we're excited about that. So couple other things about what is happening in the life of our church this summer. Uh, one, we're going to start a summer reading group or a book group, and it's open to, well, anyone. Uh, <laughs> if you're listening to this podcast, you're invited. If uh, you watch our Sunday morning services, you're invited. If you're a friend of a member, you're invited. But uh, If you're not listening to this podcast, you're invited. Indeed, although it would be hard for them to get that invitation. <laughs> but still, they're invited. Um, yeah, we're reading the book Gilead, uh, which is written by Marilyn Robinson, won a Pulitzer Prize. And so we invite you to pick up that book sometime between now and June 26th. That gives you a couple weeks. And uh, over the course of the summer, we'll read that together over six weeks as a community. And we'll be touching base with you throughout that six weeks. Uh, one week, we will do a podcast like this summer sermon or like this uh, Monday check in. But it's not just going to be me and Damon. No, we're bringing in the experts, the big guns, if you will. We will have uh, three literature professors join us to have this kind of a conversation about the book Gilead. Um, We'll do that one week. The following week, we're going to host a Zoom conversation, just like a book group in your living room, except the living room is digital. And uh, you can bring whatever food or beverage you want to your computer and enjoy our book group. And then uh, we'll go back to a podcast with the literature professors a Zoom meeting, and so on, and we'll do that for six weeks. So we invite you to join us. Uh, Pick up a copy of the book, Gilead, order that. If you can't, swing by the church. We have some extra copies there as well. In addition to our book group, we're also going to have a summer conversation group on the topic of racism. 
specifically on sort of how the church is called to respond to racism. And so we'll be doing some things together as a church, uh, some reading, watching of movies, and then we'll convene for discussion groups. And it's not just us. There's a number of churches in town who are going to be participating in this. This idea was brought to us by our seminarian, Sarah Babcock, and uh, she's going to help lead this along with Pastor Damon, me, and Pastor Jessica Pallas from the UCC Church. So what we know about that right now is that the movie called Just Mercy is available for free streaming on every streaming platform you can imagine. Uh, on iTunes and Amazon Prime and YouTube and uh, Google something or other. Uh, so Google how to watch Just Mercy movie and watch the movie. And then uh, later this week, probably on Wednesday, we will be publishing times for conversations. So we can sit down as a family of faith with other Christians and talk about how what we learn from that movie intersects with our faith and what our faith calls us to do to respond to racism when we see it. So that's also going on. And again, that's an open invitation to anyone who would like to participate. Uh, two more quick announcements. One, this Sunday, June 21st, we're going to do worship in the park. Join us at Alexander Park, which is just across the street of, from our church to the north on the corner of 7th and Lincoln at 1030. Uh, bring your own chair, please. And we also strongly encourage the use of masks. And we will be doing worship in the park. We'll have a, a setup. Uh, we won't be doing any singing, unfortunately, but we do have four artists who are going to join us and provide music for our worship service, both piano and guitar. And uh, we hope you can join us for that. Uh, following worship in the park, you can walk back to the church parking lot where hopefully we will have some food trucks set up and you can pick up a meal sit in the shade, properly socially distanced from others, and enjoy a meal and some fellowship with your family of faith. Last announcement, our Go and Serve. That is our church youth group uh, that does their service project or their uh, mission trip every year. They're going to be staying in Hastings this year uh, because of the complications of travel with COVID-19, but they are looking for some opportunities. So in mid-July, they're gonna be spending a week uh, doing service projects around town. And if you know of somebody who could use some help, whether it's somebody who needs a, a strong young youth to go up on a ladder and change light bulbs or help out with some yard work or uh, whatever the case may be, do let us know. Uh, email me or Damon and we'll compile a list of service projects for our kids. They're also going to be helping out with some other service projects, doing some food packing and hunger ministries, helping out in the community garden. But we're also looking for folks around town who might need help. So if it's you who hears this and needs help, or you know of a neighbor or someone who might be able to use a couple of strong youth to help out, let us know and we'll line those projects up. I think that covers it all. That's it? That's it. Okay. There's a lot going on. There's a lot going on in the life of the church, isn't there? Isn't that exciting, though? No. I mean, it's... You know, it's tough in this time of COVID-19 that we can't gather as a family of faith for fellowship, but holy cow, uh, the church is being the church in this time and place in so many ways. Studying and responding to racism and studying a book group together and doing service projects. Oh, there is one more announcement. I forgot. I'm sorry. It's it United Harvest. Yeah, United there it Harvest. is. <laughs> United Harvest is this Saturday, uh, and we can use volunteers starting uh, around 8.30 or 9 o'clock at the Peace Center, which is the old middle school annex across the street from the church. And so, again, another way that the church is continuing to be the church in this time and place, uh, particularly 
in this pandemic. So please join us for any or all of it. We'd love to have you. We'd love to see you, whether it's digitally or in person. Um, we love you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, should we transition to the, to the little Bible study? Let's do it. Okay. Uh, can I offer a word of prayer for us? Please do. Loving and gracious God, as we gather together, we take some of our time at least to study your word and to reflect on your wisdom, your wisdom that has inspired faithful folks for centuries at the least, uh, your wisdom that will continue to inspire people of faith uh, long after we are gone. It is your word that inspires us to these things, these acts of love, these acts of mercy, these acts of hospitality and kindness and justice. Um, may your spirit be with us. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. So, uh, for this Sunday, uh, we're continuing with the Children's Lit sermon series, and we, are, we have a book. The book is titled, Wherever You Are, my love will find you. It was written by. Is Nancy. that reversed? Uh, no, it looks good to me. Okay, it just good. looks reversed in your camera. Okay, I was going to be really impressed if you read that reversed. Yeah, uh, it's by Nancy Someone Tillman, maybe. Nancy you got Tillman. It. I just well I just remembered that. Isn't that impressive? Uh, and it has the picture of a dancing bear and a dancing child with moon and stars and fireflies, and it's awesome. <laughs> and it was published by someone. Uh, yes, let's uh, let's make sure we cover that. Published by Fewell and Friends out of New York. Okay, very nice. Uh, I suspect that some people are probably familiar with this book if they've had children relatively recently, or if they've given like a, a if they've known someone who's had a child relatively recently. This seems uh, like it's uh, would be a popular. Oh, you had a baby. Here's a book. Yes. 2010 is when it was published. I was curious about that. Um, and so, yeah, it's, it's a delightful book. I'll tell you the illustrations uh, we will not be able to see on Sunday uh, or we'll have to sort of zoom in while I read the book like yeah. this instead of doing them digitally like we've done for the last two because we're doing worship in the park on Sunday. But the illustrations are worth it. And we've also bought copies uh, of this book. There will be one in the church library, one donated to Brooks Bookshelf Ministry, and then uh, a lucky 10 people in the congregation will receive a copy of this book from uh, Steph Brader. Um, as we're working on, we've bought uh, 10 copies of each of the books, and we've got about 60 families in our church with children under the age of 10. And so uh, each week they're getting, one, one family gets a copy of a book. And, right. Yeah. So, fun so not, not everybody gets every book. Correct. But everybody gets some book. Everybody gets a book. And then mm -hmm. if people want to swap books, we're going to encourage that in a safe, socially distanced, sure, appropriate, sure. Yeah. sanitized way. Yeah. Of course. Clorox. Clorox should sponsor that program. Indeed. Wise <laughs> for them. Okay. Uh, so, and we're partnering that, that book, that story. Uh, it's really a story. That narration, I suppose. Uh, point of view, I guess, with <clears throat> Psalm 139, uh, or, or verses 1 through 12 of Psalm 139. We actually read a couple of verses of Psalm 139 for this past Sunday, 
but the portion that we're going to read for this coming Sunday reads uh, something to this effect. O Lord, you have searched me and known me. You know when I sit down and when I rise up. You discern my thoughts from far away. You search out my path and my lying down and are acquainted with all my ways. Even before a word is on my tongue, O Lord, you know it completely. You hem me in behind and before and lay your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is so high that I cannot attain it. Where can I go from your spirit, or where can I flee from your presence? If I ascend to heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in Sheol, you are there. If I take the wings of the morning and settle at the farthest limits of the sea, even there your hand shall lead me, and your right hand shall hold me fast. If I say, surely the darkness shall cover me, and the light around me become night, even the darkness is not dark to you. The night is as bright as the day, for darkness is as light to you. Here ends this reading. Greg, what do you got? Uh, breathing a big sigh of relief. I think every time I read Psalm 139, it's just this, it's like a warm embrace of relief washes over me. That no matter how far I try to flee, or run away, or ignore, or hide from God, either literally, physically, or metaphorically, this psalm just reminds me of God's incredible steadfast presence for me, which is embedded in God's incredible love for us, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think that if folks aren't familiar with the book, it it kind of seems to be presented like from the perspective of a, of a parent maybe, or it could be a grandparent. It could be any adult who is providing love and care for a child. Right. Yeah. Uh, and the sentiment is sort of obviously from the title, <laughs> wherever you go, uh, you know, my love will be with you. You will carry that with you. Right. Um, yeah. And it, I think that it is supposed to be very, uh, very comforting very reassuring this idea that God goes with us wherever we may go. Um, there's that, that is not always comforting. <laughs> um, like, that also means that you can't get away with anything, right? That, that you, uh, you, you cannot flee from this. Um, like, being wrapped under a blanket sometimes feels warm and cozy and nice, right? Sometimes it feels restricting and uncomfortable. And like you, that you hem me in. Um, I, I really like those words. They, and sometimes I think about that, you know, that we often talk about the story of Jonah um, and Jonah trying to flee from this call that he yep. had, like, he didn't want to do it. <laughs> the story of Jonah ends, he didn't want to do it because he knew that God was going to be merciful to people that Jonah didn't like. Um, yep. And Jonah, Jonah didn't want to do it. Uh, and, and I think there are times, like, I think about, my mom seemed to always know what I was doing. 
she seemed to always know what my brother and what my sister were doing. And sometimes that was, that was not always what we wanted. <laughs> uh, and so like, there's a, there's this sort of, there's, sometimes I read this as a, like, not like you, you can't get away from this. You have to love your neighbor. You can't get away from that. Uh, you have to live with peace in your heart. You can't get away from that. Like there's nowhere that you can go that you're going to be able to get out of that calling from God. No, there's, uh, there's truth to that. Um, though, even in the midst of that, uh, as I've heard you describe your relationship with your mother, as I would describe my relationship with my parents, I didn't always want them knowing what I was doing, but boy, was I glad that they did. Yeah. Because even when I made mistakes and tripped up, they were there to catch me. And sure, they may have been disappointed in me, but their love superseded any sort of disappointment to the point where they were more concerned about my well-being. And so yeah. that, that steadfast presence, even when I don't necessarily want it, was still ultimately a relief and a good thing. And it took me probably until my early 20s to really deeply know that and realize that about my own parents. Um, and I think it's a lifelong journey for us to really deeply know and realize that about God as well. Yeah, and it's that, it's that, that constant love that, that can give you the, the courage or, or whatever it is to, to live out the call right? Indeed. Like, like, even if there is something, there's something about this that, that makes me hesitant or nervous and I find myself sort of trying to move away from it or it's just too challenging, um, that it is, it's the love of God and the constant presence of God that enables us to live those things out. If that, I hope that that, that is making sense. That, that makes a ton of sense. Yeah. And, and, and again, for those of us, uh, and we know that not everybody had a wonderful relationship with their parents and, and it's important to acknowledge that that's part of the reason that, uh, occasionally you will hear pastor Damon and I, uh, shy away from exclusively language about God, the father, because some of us don't have positive associations with our fathers. And so when we hear God, the father, that, doesn't necessarily invoke a loving, caring figure, right? right? But for those, in, like in my case, when I hear father, I have this vision of, of this, this parent who loved me uh, as unconditionally as I think a human can. Um, but uh, but that, that kind of parental love, I think, is, uh, is on display here in a positive sense. And, and so hopefully people can glean from that, even if they, they didn't have that, there's yeah. an understanding of what that looks like. And, and even Damon, you opened up with the notion that it could be a grandparent or a special mentor that, that had the same kind of effective love of, you know, being with you, catching when you fall, supporting you. Um, could be a yeah. sibling, could be a friend, could be a pet, to be honest. <laughs> that sense of this is this is an unshakable, unbreakable love. Yeah, and, and I've heard That's... people talk about their their pets in that way, um, and, and the love that they have for them. You know, like 
there are there are bonds um, that cannot be broken, <laughs> right? Uh, and there are ties that bind. And now I'm just thinking of all of the hymns that I know, right? Um, but that express this idea of uh, yeah, this this is an un, this is an unshakable love. Yeah. That will go, and it, and it also travels well. It packs easily. Indeed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the, the language in this psalm, too, is, is really beautiful, and it's very, um, it's visual and it's tactile. Uh, the, the section of the psalm, in fact, that we read uh, this last Sunday, which is just the next two verses, 13 and 14, I'm going to tack those on here just for good measure. Yeah. Um, and so what we read was, for you created my inmost being, you knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. But it's interesting. You've got the, the language of uh, hemming me in and then knitting me together. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I think, I think our ladies quilters group is really going to like uh, us preaching on this psalm because I think we're we're tying in some metaphors that they would appreciate uh, and certainly that I do too, but it's, it is good language and it's, it's language that is clear and understandable and we can relate to. And that's, that's the beauty of some of the Psalms really do give us language that um, allows us to really understand the depth and breadth of God's love for us uh, in ways that, um, you know, saying God loves you is one thing. Saying God's love hymns you in and God knit you together in your mother's womb. I mean, that's, that gives you a much deeper understanding of how far that love goes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a lovely, it's a lovely thing. Really. Awesome. Um, anything else? I think that's all I've got for today. Um, I'm excited to, to be preaching on the book here on uh, Sunday. And uh, Esther's also very excited because this is a book that she gave to me uh, through her mother uh, when she was three years old. And um, she and I read this book almost every night for a year. Hmm. Uh, Esther had a little tradition of giving me a book. And, and I've, I've always been the one who's done the nighttime routine with Esther, at least when I'm home. Uh, since she was born and so we she would give me a book or two every year that we could add into the mix and this is one that that we read often enough that we pretty much memorized it so it's got a special meaning for me and Esther uh, and I hopefully will be able to communicate some of that special meaning uh, through my sermon on Sunday. Well that sounds very nice would you like to close us with a word of prayer? I'd love to let's pray. Gracious and loving God, we are so grateful for the psalmists who have written words that help us begin to know and understand you. We know the limits of our human language that uh, words are never going to be enough to describe the love that you have for us, but words help us get at the depth and breadth of that love. So we thank you for that. We also thank you for authors like Nancy Tillman who put those words into story form in children's books, books that we can read to our own children or grandchildren to remind them of just how loved they are, loved by us and loved by you, O God. May your love continue to grow for us. May we continue to grow in our understanding of that love for us through 
the words of the psalm and through books like wherever you are, my love will find you. Bless and guide each person listening to this podcast this week. Lord, help them be reminded of your steadfast love and care for them that goes everywhere they go. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right. Well, until next time, toodaloo. Recording is paused. Oh, no, it's not either. Oops.